Welcome to the world of Dracul. This is a story of a young woman who came into contact with a mysterious man named Dracul at a ball held in Romania. As her story begins with her first encounter with Dracul, his story unravels as their relationship grows. Previously on Dracul, Funari hesitantly accepted that Catherine made the decision to go back to her room in Dracul's mansion castle place of residence, which she considers to be her home. Being pushed to her limits, it seemed as though Catherine was becoming numb until Dracul became too excited to have her in his reach, causing him to overstep her boundaries. She then snapped at Dracul in a fit of rage and exhaustion, finally getting her message across to him. As she then began to settle back into her room, she noticed that her flower vase was filled once more. Catherine grabbed one of the yellow roses, her nose prickling as she felt her eyes tear up. One by one, she ripped off the petals to it, whispering to herself, He loves me, though he cannot. He loves me not. When it came to the last petal, she was filled with dismay. Sighing, she left the room to fix herself breakfast, only to find that breakfast had already been made for her. A note lay upon the dish. To my dearest Catherine which she threw away without hesitation after reading. She went up to her room and stayed there for a few hours before she returned downstairs to clean her dishes. Catherine stepped on the first stair when she heard the mailman ringing the mail bell as he slid the letters into the mail slot. She grabbed the letters and headed up to her room to sort them out. To her pleasant surprise, she found Zasu there, her belly full with rodents and whatnot. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> As she sorted through her letters, she found nothing but propaganda, more propaganda, an advertisement about some sort of drink called Peepsa, and a letter from Lydie Alwoof. <gasps> a letter from Lydie Alwoof? Whoa! Excitedly, Catherine tore up the envelope and took out the letter, which was heavily doused in lavender perfume, so much so that she almost gagged. Zazu, however, actually did gag, shaking her head quite violently. Quickly, she read the letter. My dearest Catherine, how has your life been with the glorious Dracul? It has been quite a while since you, Umay Losti, and I have altogether gossiped and spoken. Now we must absolutely catch up as I have quite a bit to share. It has been about a couple of years since I've seen your pale bare face. You have finally decorated such a lovely naked countenance with some makeup, have you not? You have. Please tell me you have. Such a shame to go on so barefaced and, you know, when I was a young lady, I remember I had my days in which I didn't really, really want to wear any makeup. 
blah 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 money blah 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 makeup blah 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 face blah blah love such irrelevant things Catherine skipped through an entire page and a half of talk about why Lydia Woof thought it was important to wear 14 layers of makeup as it shows off how rich and um ready for marriage a woman is that Dracul is a fine man and in order to keep him, she should then change her appearance for the better as she is a beautiful young woman and whatnot. But little does Lydia Wolf know that Dracul is definitely the one wrapped around our poor Catherine and not the other way around. Finally, on the last paragraph of the letter, she found something of interest. <clears throat> all in all, we shall meet up soon at the small cafe in town headquarters, my dear. Just write back when you're available, for I'm sure you are a busy woman indeed. Losty and I are at your disposal, my dear. Sincerely and undoubtedly your friend, Lady Alwoof. Upon finishing this letter, Catherine brought it to her chest and smiled to herself. She wished that she could send a message to Lady Alwoof that could arrive the very next hour, but the soonest it would be there at her door would be within the next day. Excitedly, she scribbled up a letter in response, saying that she had nothing but free time and would love to be reacquainted with them. It was only within the next half hour that she had already put it outside in her mail to be picked up by the next mailman. Catherine's excitement was cut off when she looked back at the last yellow petal she had plucked off. He loves me. Surely this would be good news, right? <laughs> Wrong. Though she did love him, she was completely drained with everything going on. This only solidified the fact that she would not be able to catch a break. Sitting down in her chair, she wished she had a phonograph record player to listen to music to while she painted or relaxed. Instead, she grabbed her paints and decided to hum solemnly as she painted her muse at the time. Zazu. Zazu appeared rather flattered and fluffed her chest in a pompous manner, which managed to make Catherine smile humorously. Hours later, Zazu ended up falling asleep in her poofy pose. I don't know how, but she's just that skilled, I guess. As she was finishing up with her final brush strokes, a breeze opened the window and brushed against her cheek. Her heart sank as she darted her head towards the window, expecting to see Sartram there. But, alas, to her relief, he was not. Today, she wanted nothing to do with either of them, and neither did Zazu. Though, Zazu sure wouldn't mind seeing Funani. Catherine's eyes rested on the letter once more, thinking back on what Lady Alwoof said about her appearance. Perhaps it was time for a change. After all, she really did have the money to spend on herself from all of her commissions. Dracul had never charged her a single penny, leaving her with a very pretty penny indeed. She looked over at her reflection, ran downstairs, grabbed the letter, and added to it saying that perhaps a makeover would do her well. She then put the letter back in the mailbox and ran upstairs all while Zazu slept very soundly. When evening came, Dracul made his way to her room to find the door closed. Listening in, he could hear Catherine's humming and sketching away in her journal as Zazu purred along, making Catherine's song a duo. He sighed to himself, knowing that he wasn't welcome tonight, so he figured he would make his night more interesting. 
Within the next minute, he found himself in front of the open lake cafe facing the street. He closed his eyes, breathed in through his nose, and flooded with rage. The drunken swine went right, he remembered. The world turned a deep shade of red. He could see the ghosts of people who wandered the streets earlier. He smelled every single individual and grimaced when he discovered the scent belonging to the man. Swiftly, he chased it through the night and came upon a small house just at the edge of the city. He could see the drunkard through the window, passed out in his lounge chair with empty bottles of liquor and wine around the floor, and a half-empty one in his hand. Slowly, Dracul could feel even more rage building inside of him, feeling sick as it hit his stomach, rising up to his face. He put his hand on the doorknob, began to twist it when suddenly someone grabbed his arm. It was Funani. Funani spoke steadily. Let go of the door handle. Let go of me, Dracul retorted. Funani's eyes narrowed at his response. How could he reason with the demon, with the devil himself? He didn't know, but he would try. Why kill this man? You have killed plenty already, Dracul. Leave this one be. Dracul became angered and slightly offended. He ran his tongue against the inside of his cheek. Because this thing is a disgrace to humanity. And you are not? Funani inquired. Dracul took a step back, letting the now-bent handle go. I have never taken advantage of any woman for my own desires or pleasures. I have killed a great many, and this wretch is on the next on my list. Keep trying my patience, and you shall take his spot. He then pointed inside the house. This man has harmed Catherine. This man has harmed a great deal of women. This man has harassed the very air he breathes, for not even it wants to be touched by him. You think that chair is sunken in simply because he sits on it? No, even the chair is trying to get away from him, and yet there he is, touching it. Dracul's fangs grew with each passing sentence. This is the pig who had touched Catherine. This is the creature who has tainted her. He deserves no mercy, for he has given none. Funani took a cautious step forward. And what will come of you? Aren't you another creature who has tainted Miss Catherine? Dracul paused for a moment and thought to himself. Yes, this is true. However, I can assure you that this man has tortured a great deal of women and young girls. I am not one to torture. I do my killing swiftly. He spoke under his breath, but not this time. Dracul turned and jetted towards the door, instantly turning into his vampiric self. Funani shouted no, turning into the large black-coated lycanthrope, ripping the clothes off his back as he dug his claws into Dracul's shoulder, causing him to cry out in pain. Dracul grabbed the paw on his shoulder with both hands and yanked it out of himself. He turned suddenly towards Funani and sliced his torso. Funani let out a growl as he went for Dracul's hands for he knew that if he was able to subdue Dracul, he could get him to calm down. He also knew that he couldn't kill Dracul for Catherine's sake, but would be ready and willing to do so if his life was in danger. Which technically is what was happening right now, but not really, cause Dracul wasn't trying to kill Funani, <laughs> no 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 no. He just wanted him off his back, literally, because Funani had jumped on him, grabbing his hands and twisting them behind Dracul. Initially, Funani was relieved for he thought that would be it. 
However, his relief quickly turned into misbelief as Rakul began to push his hands outwards from behind, which was incredibly difficult to do so, even as a, you know, vampire. Funani did his absolute best to try and resist him, but ultimately failed in doing so as he was thrown off of Dracul, hitting his head rather hard against a large cypress tree, causing the entire world to swivel around him. Funani was shocked. He had never, ever in the forever of never had been days like this when fighting a vampire. The strength of Dracul amounted to at least 9 vampires together, whilst the strength of Funani amounted to about 3 vampires. Through blurred vision, he could see that Dracul tore the man's door straight off the hinges. He tried to pick himself up to save the man several times, but he kept falling back to the ground. The last thing he heard were muffled screams coming from the house before darkness enveloped him. Thank you for listening to episode 23 of Dracul. Aw, isn't it lovely that Catherine's only two friends, who are actually perfectly normal, reached out to her because they truly care for her? Do you agree with Dracul's actions, or should he have listened to Funani, the voice of reason, and opted for a less brutal sentence? Stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing to this podcast on the platform you're listening to it on. All narration, writing, and music composed by Priscilla Ibarra. Certain sound effects are from the website Zapsplat. A huge thank you and shout out to my friend and former colleague, Edwin DePaz, for performing Dark Romance specifically for this podcast. I saw into the abyss today. It was dark and cold. It called out to me, and I longed to touch it. But as I reached out to it, it disappeared, and all that was left was my reflection. So quirky!